0: And welcome to this episode of NFP, KBOU's feature on local nonprofit organizations. I'm Jason, and my guest today is Charlene Hudgens, Executive Director of the Benign Essential blephor Spasm Research Foundation, which has its national headquarters located in Beaumont. Well, before we get started on this morning's NFP here on KBOU, Charlene, thanks for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Um, what is benign essential blepharospasm?
1: spasm is a neurological disorder uh, that is incurable. Uh, benign means it won't kill you. Essential means of no known, known cause. And blepharospasm is a, a, a Greek rooted word that deals with spasms of the eyelids. Okay. And what happens is the, the person with blepharospasm loses all ability to control the, the eyelids. Uh, the nerves, there's a misfire in the brain to the nerves in the muscles around the eyes, which causes them to spasm or shut and not be able to open them again, except with your fingers. Um, and, uh, you'd have to hold them that all the time. So it virtually renders someone blind. And so, uh, the foundation is set up, uh, to not only, uh, address blepharospasm issues, but to also help the patients and the doctors, because it's a rare disease.
0: Okay, it is a rare disease.
1: In the United States, the National Institutes for Health uh, estimate that right now there's 120,000 people, which is uh, three times the amount from when I started working at the foundation in 2017.
0: Where does the research kind of stand right now?
1: There are people who are doing all kinds of different research, some on just genetics to find out what the cause, co- what is the genetic cause of it, uh, because if you can find the cause, then you can find a cure, um, hopefully. But the treatments are the main thing patients want,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they're trying to find uh, either less invasive treatments. Like uh, I, it's pretty invasive to get twelve shots around each eye. Oh my eye. gosh! Sure. Yeah, every three months. Um, but but some of the treatments that people have more success with are in fact more invasive um, including a surgery called myectomy which we say is the treatment of last resort that's where you remove part of the eyelid um but you still have to get the botox and then the other thing that we're really trying to narrow in on is uh there's a treatment called deep brain stimulation uh incredibly invasive you drill a hole in the skull through the skull into the brain and place an electric probe place the wires under the skin down the neck to basically a a battery pack that will be placed under your skin on your collarbone and they can adjust the frequency the problem and this this dbs deep brain stimulation is successful for other dystonias throughout the body but they haven't quite located that spot in the brain for blepharospasm, but they're looking for it.
0: What are some of the demographics? Is something that is progressive? It starts people are younger, older, like what's, what is it kind of the demographics on the condition?
1: Generally, it's someone that hit, uh, it's a disease that hits someone later in life, usually around 50 or later. Okay. However, I went to a dry eye seminar because that's an accompanying problem with blepharospasm. And they said that the incidences of extreme dry eye, EDE, being diagnosed has tripled in the last 10 years due to the proliferation of uh, digital devices. And Mm. so we might see a downward skewing in the age. Not that dry eye will cause spasm, but it might trigger it. There's a difference between a cause and a trigger. I am hearing from more and more people in their 30s and 40s.
0: Okay, and so the genetic angle right now, they're trying to track that, I guess, and see if you have those.
1: In fact, we have a research project go, that we have uh, underwritten in Memphis, Tennessee going on right now, where one of our researchers has found uh, eight people in the same family with like one degree of separation, like first cousins, uh, immediate aunts and uncles, uh, parents, grandparents, and children, eight people in the same family who have blepharospasm. We're hoping to mine a lot of genetic information from this family because of the similarities that they will all have familially, but also with rela- relation to blephar spasm. So we're hoping to get some good information out of that that may give us a new direction to go.
0: What are some of like the the services that y'all offer for people that, that have
1: this? Okay. Well, we have a three-pronged mission statement. Uh, research obviously is in our title. We fund research sure. and we get no government funding. All of our funding comes from private donations, Okay. mostly from patients. Um, but we have funded in the existence of a foundation since 1981, almost $3 million worth of research. Okay. In fact, BEVRF has done 20% of the research on blepharospasm that's been done in the world. Okay, well. And, um, in fact, it was a BEBRF research project that got FDA approval for the use of Botox. Then the second prong is support. We support patients through a support group meetings. We have find, a find a doctor database because we're nationwide. Um, I even have support groups that meet in Europe that I, I host uh, on Zoom. Um, and, and so we offer all kinds of support. We also offer education. That's our third prong. Uh, You mentioned going to symposium. The annual symposium is held in a different city every year. We also uh, put out a quarterly newsletter with with articles revealing research and guidance for patients at newest information as it becomes available to us. Um, We also provide education to doctors. Optometrists don't generally treat blepharospasm. It is important for them to recognize it when they see it.
0: What are some ways that people can um, get in touch?
1: Absolutely. Um, our website, it's really easy. It's blepharospasm.org, uh, or you can go do, do BEBRF.org. Okay. Either one will get you to our website.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, if you look under our team, it will have our contact information. Uh, our phone number is 409 832 0788. My email is very simple. It's charlene at blepharospasm.org. There may be people out there scratch, scratching their heads saying, how do you spell blepharospasm? Uh, but it mm-hmm. yeah, just it's like B-L-E-P-H-A-R-O-S-P-A-S-M. You can reach us that way.
0: Charlene, thanks for being here on NFP. And I appreciate you you being on the show and being on KBLU.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, you're very welcome. My guest on this episode of NFP was Charlene Hudgens, Executive Director of the Benign Essential Bluffer Spasm Research Foundation. I'd like to remind you that you can find NFP as a podcast on all the major podcast platforms, also on the NPR One app. And of course, you can tune in Thursday mornings at 7.50 right here on KVOU.